Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for week three in college football. A lot of action this week. A lot. Dynamite, are you ready to get into it? We got a lot of games on the uh, best games of the week list. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get to our pick section. I just kept finding pick after pick that I really like this week. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, it's not like high high end like we had in week one where you had uh sort of marquee matchups but there are a lot of good good yeah. matchups this week I, I i looked at them on um sunday night monday morning and i was like oh no we're gonna have a long show here <laughs> buckle up <laughs> yes i know all right so let's uh get into it because we got a lot of games to break down let's start out with the nebraska Cornhuskers versus the oklahoma sooners in uh 1988 this would have been one hell of a game yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe not in 88 i think oklahoma was in trouble <laughs> then but uh somewhere hovering in the 80s uh this would have been one hell of a game uh not so much anymore oklahoma 22 point favorites uh total sits at 61 and a half uh are you gauging anything off nebraska's it's a pretty solid defensive performance at least uh versus buffalo yeah i i, th I thought it was really surprising i actually thought buffalo was going to dominate that game so i i don't know whether to evaluate that as buffalo uh having a big letdown or nebraska stepping up but they've managed to put together two wins which is getting close to the total i thought they would have for the season yeah. but now they're they're getting into the meat of their schedule and uh having to play this road game at oklahoma uh, defensively they may be able to slow this game game down to keep it close to the spread i just don't know if they they have the offensive firepower to keep up with oklahoma yeah, I, I have to admit, uh, coming into this, I thought it'd be pure blowout to uh, Oklahoma. I watched Nebraska last week. Offense, I'm, I'm still, you know, waiting for that to come around. But defensively, they might be able to control the game a little bit on Oklahoma if they can find any way to sort of run the football, not just with their quarterback, with but with their running backs. Maybe this game stays a little bit tighter than I thought it would, you know, maybe two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I still think Oklahoma runs away with this. And, you know, uh, also I have a feel that Oklahoma will want to run away with this and uh, pile up points. They weren't being all that kind uh, last week as well versus uh, the uh, powerhouse in Western Carolina. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Oklahoma felt it necessary to score 76 points uh, to prove some sort of point. I don't know what it was, but they won big versus Western. Carolina. Uh, but I, I'm a little more intrigued uh, in this one than I was a couple weeks ago. Maybe Nebraska's defense uh, can keep them in it just enough to yeah. make this a hint of a game. I don't know if a great game comes, but uh, maybe a little closer than we thought uh, a week or two ago. Uh, next up, uh, I, I think this game lost a little luster after we watched Indiana play the first couple weeks, uh, but still a big, big time uh, matchup here. Uh, certainly coming into the year, Cincinnati at Indiana. Uh, Cincinnati is three and a half point favorites. You think that's a little low? Uh, I, I thought it was low at first glance, but uh, I'm starting to pull back a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I know Cincinnati's uh, defense will be right there uh, and you watched indiana versus iowa uh just get shut down by the defense but uh i, I want to see where the cincinnati offense sits so what do you make of this game i i look at it as a game that cincinnati's just going to dominate uh i'm all over cincinnati here I, I don't quite understand the small line i i mean we've been talking about cincinnati having playoff potential yeah. uh 
And, you know, Indiana's not nearly what I thought they were going to be at the year. Penix hasn't really been performing. And I, I think Cincinnati's defense is going to give Indiana all sorts of fits. Uh, question a little bit being in Indiana, uh, but I don't, I don't know if that's a huge home field advantage. But uh, so we'll see. Uh, I really like Cincinnati. Here. I think it's bigger than it used to be. I'll say that. Uh, but uh, there still probably be just enough Cincinnati fans as there will Indiana fans at this one. Uh, do you take anything from Indiana's win last week uh, versus uh, in Idaho, or is that just, uh, you know, run it up, uh, this means nothing sort of game? Yeah, I think they're just trying to, you know, get their confidence back offensively and, uh, you know, score some touchdowns, maybe get a little momentum going into this big game. But I just I, – I don't think they're on the same level as Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I – I just pulled back a little bit because I want to see where Cincinnati's offense is. That has been their questions in the past. Yep. Uh, maybe this turns into a little bit of a, a defensive contest uh, more so than, you know, Cincinnati being able to run it up. Uh, we haven't really seen Cincinnati uh, really have to put on the offense in a uh, marquee game uh, since last year. So it'll be interesting to where it was. That's why I pulled back a little bit on this one. Certainly at the beginning of the week, I was like, why is this so low? But uh, I've sort of cooled on it a little bit. We'll see if I warm back up on it by uh, Saturday. <laughs> uh, next up, interesting game. One of the uh, biggest games of the weekend. Uh, yeah, a fun Big East uh, showdown here. <laughs> I, nobody uh, under the age of uh, 30 knows what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, once upon a time, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and Miami ruled the Big East. And uh, this is a big-time rivalry game. Uh, West Virginia comes in as three-point favorites. I know you were pretty high on them to yeah. start the year. Uh, had a get-right game West Virginia did last week. Virginia Tech uh, starts out the year 2-0. and uh, Wasn't pretty versus Middle Tennessee State, but got the job done. Uh, offensively, I think they've been a little bit uh, disappointing, but uh, defensively, it, it's come right back up. Where do you make this game sit? Well, you know, I love West Virginia's defense, and I love West Virginia at home. So uh, those two things are going against uh, Virginia Tech there. But I've really been surprised by this Virginia Tech team, both uh, just defensively. You know, they showed up that big game week one, yeah. uh, and I, th I think they're this is this is their real big statement win. If they can get if they can get this one today, that shows that that win over North Carolina wasn't just a fluke. Um, but it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I think that line is right on the money. Uh, there's one way I'm leaning, but uh, I think this could go either way. Yeah, uh, I, I was leaning a little bit Hokies to start the week, and then once again I started to dive more and more in. And uh, you look at some of the uh, pressure numbers of that Virginia Tech quarterback, uh, when he faces pressure, he's really, really struggled. Uh, now, you know, it, it's a very small sample size. It's hard to gauge. But the one thing I know for West Virginia can do, they will be able to get, uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback be able to play solid defense. So I want to see if that Virginia Tech offense, which has sort of struggled, did not look great versus North Carolina, won the game, did not look great uh, versus Middle Tennessee. Coming up a big-time defense, uh, can they put the points on the board? And then, you know, counter to that, uh, there's just no telling what you're getting from West Virginia on the offensive side of things. I, I think we saw that in the opening week versus Maryland, which really is what uh, cost them the game there. So, uh, you know, uh, interesting game. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Uh, slight edge, I think, uh, to West Virginia because it is, you know, in uh, 
Not a very long road trip no, for Virginia no. Tech, though. But a uh, tough place to go into and win. Uh, yeah. So uh, it should be an entertaining game. Uh, next up, a uh, small school marquee game of the week. Uh, lost a little luster with the way Buffalo played last week, but uh, Coastal Carolina goes to Buffalo. Uh, Coastal Carolina, 13-point favorites. How the uh, times have changed yeah. uh, here. Uh, Coastal's offense has uh, been ridiculous. I think it's uh, number one in, in a lot of metrics here. Uh, Buffalo was playing good defense in that Nebraska game, but the offense couldn't find a way. On offense. Uh, what do you make here? Can Buffalo find their offense here? Maybe that defense sort of slows uh, Coastal Carolina down, or do you think this is just a runaway? I think this is going to be a runaway. Uh, I think while Coastal Carolina's defense may not be quite as dominant as they were last year, uh, it'll be dominant enough for this Buffalo team. Uh, they haven't been able to put together anything offensively. I'm starting to get really concerned. Uh, about them. So uh, I like Coastal Carolina. Maybe. Any truth to the rumor that Buffalo is trying to move this game to November? <laughs> Get a little bit more home field against Coastal Carolina there. When it's uh, minus two degrees and snowing, uh, Coastal might have a little bit more of a challenge. So uh, maybe a little bit of a not great scheduling for Buffalo. It, it's not quite too cold yet. So uh, Really interesting game to see if uh, Buffalo can sort of bounce back and find some offense there. But, uh, you know, the more I look at this, I think Coastal's yeah. going to run away with it. Uh, the only thing I, I sort of check on the Coastal side, I haven't thought that defense has quite been up to, to the level it was uh, last year. Now, they lost a couple guys, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see where this one uh, lands overall. Next up, Miami uh, continues its trend of uh, big week games. I yeah. think this is a third week in a the row. They played a pretty uh, marquee style game. Michigan State goes to Miami. Uh, Miami's looked uh, inconsistent. Michigan State has looked really, really good. Uh, competition uh, has not been great for Michigan State. So I'm curious your feel on this, uh, you know, Michigan State team. Is it, uh, are they ready to win a game like this versus Miami where their speed, uh, will not be ev evident in this game where it's been in the previous two games where you see receivers uh, blowing past people. They aren't going to blow past people in this one. Uh, so where do you see Michigan State sitting on this one? I'm, I'm really leaning Michigan State here. I, I don't have a bet in this game, but I just I'm, – I'm falling in love with their run offense. Uh, now we'll see how it does on the road at, at Miami, which is a really just athletically talented team. Uh, they haven't quite – been able to get that talent yeah. to to click right and, and and make the plays when they need to but uh on paper Miami is the most talented team here but I, I almost want to give the edge to Michigan State yeah uh I don't think Michigan State can win this game now spread wise Miami sits at six thought that was a little bit too high with the way Miami's playing I I, I see it sort of playing out a lot like the Appy State game where yeah. uh, Miami sort of talent and athleticism sort of edges them there uh, kind but, of similar teams yes, as well exactly but uh, I just don't know if uh, the consistency's there uh, for Miami now if Miami puts a consistent game together both offensively and defensively I, I think there's a bigger chance for Miami to run away with it uh, but what we've seen so far I, I think this is a pretty tight game so I don't like the six in this but uh, yeah. I don't know if I, I'm ready to talk myself into Michigan State going down there and winning uh, in Miami it'll be uh, a little toasty down there as well at a noontime game so. yeah that'll be uh, probably <laughs> what, the 90s yes. plus to it so 
So uh, that will be interesting to see how Michigan State uh, goes uh, into that and uh, starts sweating away some pounds uh, by the second half. All right, uh, next up, uh, little Mac uh, Big Ten action. I love my Mac action. Uh, uh, Northern Illinois has been a little spunky the first they, two they've weeks surprised me, yeah. of the season. They're going to have to be a lot spunky this week. Uh, versus uh, Michigan, uh, this matchup sits at 27. Um I, I thought it was high looking at it, but, uh, you know, the more I'm more, I, I think more than Illinois is going to come back to earth a little bit. Uh, I, I don't love the Michigan Wolverines, but I, I do think they're sort of back into their little uh, comfort zone as a, you know, nine, 10 win team uh, that uh, can beat everybody, but the, uh, the Ohio States, Wisconsin's and uh, Michigan states of the world. So uh, what do you make of this one? Yeah, I started looking at this, and I, I made a snap reaction early on in the week, and I, the more and more I think about it, I'm kind of leaning towards you. Uh, Michigan just they, – they really got a confidence builder last week. They needed that. They needed a team like Washington, who's a big name, but – so the win, you know, yes. had something behind it. But then again, is Washington – When Washington's 2-10, and 10, we don't look at yeah, it like the same. But, but, but for, <laughs> for Michigan's momentum going into the rest of the season, that doesn't matter yes uh they think they can they can hang with the big dogs and that's what they need now northern illinois is not anywhere close to the big dogs uh but jordan lynch not returning or the burner turner yeah but 20, <laughs> 27 points is a lot here i think northern illinois offense this year is actually surprisingly capable of putting up points uh i think if michigan wants to win by uh by 27 they're gonna have to score probably in the 40s yeah uh so, that that was the only thing i sort of questioned on this number uh i, I like that spread uh, michigan got there versus western michigan and uh i i think we both think uh western michigan's probably uh the better team in that yeah. matchup but uh it, it just i don't know if michigan can hit that number this week uh especially after what I saw in the passing game the week before. And uh, Northern Illinois has been a little spunky. Maybe we underrated them to start the year. Yep. And maybe they're going to be uh, – I don't think they'll be a great team in the MAC, but they might end up winning more games than we thought in the MAC uh, with the way we've seen them play uh, the first two weeks of the season. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see where that Michigan State's uh, offense sits. Uh, a little MAC versus ACC action in our next game um, – I think we both had a, a solid uh, little Mac feel. I think you've backed off of it a little yeah. bit, uh, but uh, I, I'm still eyeing this, especially money line wise. Uh, this just feels uh, like one of those games where uh, Pitt uh, really, really lets down. But Western Michigan comes to uh, Pitt here. Uh, Pitt's 15 point favorites. Um, from what I saw from Pitt, I, I think if you can get them into a close game in that fourth quarter, uh, problems will start to uh, arise. Uh, you saw that last uh, about eight minutes versus Tennessee. Yeah. They really, really had trouble. If Tennessee could have put anything together, uh, they would have won that game. Uh, the question is, can Western Michigan sort of do a, a Toledo and keep this thing close into the fourth quarter? I don't know if Western Michigan has the offensive firepower for that. Uh, I, I'm, I, I wasn't as big on Western Michigan as you were in our preseason. Um, you know, I initially saw this spread and I was like, ooh, I, I, that could be an upset special there. But I just – I think Pittsburgh offensively is going to be a little bit too much here. Um, so, I, I, 
I'm, I'm going to stay away from this one, I think. Now, how long does Pitt go trying to run the ball before they discover they cannot run the ball? That may have been <laughs> there. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a great, great uh, feel uh, spread-wise in this one because uh, Western Michigan, I thought, was a little bit disappointing. But versus Michigan, I thought that game would be a little bit closer. And, uh, you know, but I, I still think Western Michigan has the uh, sort of a – build for an upset uh, here, you, you know, they had a okay win uh, versus Illinois State, and then I mentioned that Michigan game where yeah. it was, they gave up 47, uh, only got 14, I thought they'd be more in the uh, 20 range in that game, only able to get 28 in the Illinois State game, but uh, they did get the shutout there, and this just feels like one of those games uh, that Pitt it sort of lets down. I, I don't know if they out or out lose. But uh, I do feel like it's one of those in the fourth quarter where we're like, oh, Western Michigan's up 12-10 in this game. What's wrong with Pitt? And, you know, so I I'm very curious to see how Pitt uh, bounces off a uh, quote-unquote big-time win in Tennessee. I So uh will be interesting to see how Pitt uh, bounces back and now for uh, some reason getting some ACC love in there. But uh Next up, interesting game, uh, Boston College at Temple. Uh, Boston College uh, quarterback out for this one and out for a substantial amount of time. Uh, Temple has not shown much this year, had a, a nice bounce back win, but a terrible loss to Rutgers. Uh, Boston College offenses looked really, really good. They did give up 28 points to UMass uh, yep. last week. Uh, so where are you sitting on this one? This is that uh, fun uh Noon Temple game. Those are always uh, fun in the uh, cavernous stadium of the Eagles that has no I'm, fans in it. I'm hoping that this isn't on TV one through four because <laughs> uh, this is not going to be a fun game to watch. It's uh, I think Boston College will take care of business, but I don't know in what fashion uh, they're going to take care of business. So Temple very well could stay within that spread. Um, you know, they got a, a little bit uh, of a, a decent win, I guess, against Akron last week. Yeah. Uh, uh, scored put up a lot of points now uh, Boston College is no Akron uh, but I think you know Boston College going on the road they're just going to want to get this win get back get back to business and get everybody healthy um, but this could very well be a 17-3 game and I I, I just don't know how entertaining that's going to be but I'm staying away yeah uh, the only thing I I could say is uh, Boston College has been a little bit more offensive yeah. and a little less defensive yeah. uh, than they have in years past. And, uh, you know, uh, Temple was terrible defensively versus Rutgers. Uh, probably you wouldn't say much better versus Akron if you're giving up 24 points to Akron, uh, whether you score 45 or not. That's uh, not the greatest thing in the world. So uh, this is just I don't have a field game, but I'm curious to see how this uh, plays out for Boston College. Uh, they started. They've started out two and zero. Now losing their quarterback hurts a little bit. I, I think that uh, hurt them a little bit in that U.S. Yeah, game. Definitely. Uh, but uh, we'll see how they uh, bounce in this one. Uh, very interesting game uh, with Boston College, sixteen point favorites on the road in those uh, new Temple games. I, I don't like those so much. All right. Uh, speaking of a, a sort of weird good game of the week, uh, Minnesota goes to Colorado. Colorado coming off. Uh, I don't know if we call it an impressive performance versus A&M, a interesting performance. They almost knocked off the, the uh, second best yes, team in the West. 10-7 uh, final in that one. Still a top 10 team. So that's correct. Uh, Minnesota comes in here, uh, struggled with Miami of Ohio. 
Uh, played a good game versus Ohio State. Uh, but really, if you look at it since that running back went out in the third quarter, yeah, they have not been the same team. Uh, I worry a little bit here about Minnesota. Colorado comes in as two-point favorites. Uh, what do you make of Minnesota here? Yeah, Minnesota's offense just really ran through Ibrahim. And uh, he, with him gone, they just haven't been able to find their uh, footing. And I just like Colorado defensively. They made a really ugly game against a and uh, Couldn't quite get the win, but I, I think they're going to make another ugly game against Minnesota this weekend and probably will pull it off. Yeah, I, I just don't quite know where I sit with either. I don't know where I sit with Colorado. Their offense has been suspect. The defense has theoretically been good, but uh, I don't totally buy it. Minnesota, I, I'm a little more out on. They... I thought they'd struggle that Miami of Ohio game. They definitely did. And uh, I, I just think it will continue to compound. Uh, but I don't know if Minnesota is quite uh, bad enough to lose to Colorado. But, uh, you know, Colorado has that uh, home field advantage in Boulder. Uh, so a tough place to go. So yeah. uh, should be interested to see how that game plays out. I, I probably lean a little towards Colorado, but I don't like that they're favored in that one. I, I would not ever be on the Colorado favorite uh, territory, no matter where they're playing. Uh, anyway, let's go to uh, Nevada versus Kansas State. Big game. This one, uh, very, very interesting. It loses a little bit because uh, Skylar Thompson got hurt. He'll be out. Uh, Will Howard comes in now. He, he's played plenty. You know, he split time with uh, Skylar. Uh, he played pretty much all of last year when Skylar got hurt. Uh, so, he will know the offense and he has seasoned. So it's not like they're coming in with a total newbie, uh, but uh, it, it changes Kansas state's offense. Uh, essentially they can run sort of that uh, pistol option type thing with Skyler. Uh, Will's more of a pocket uh, thrower. So it, it, it alters it a little bit, but uh, the coach also runs a lot of pro sets out of his North Dakota state stuff. So it's not, totally like they can get totally out of their offense but they are a very run heavy team uh nevada very very good on the offensive side of the ball uh but this kansas state defense has been pretty good so a really interesting uh game here what do you make of this one yeah uh you know I'm, i was actually big on both of these teams when they did their conference uh when we did their conference previews i like nevada's offense i really like kansas state's offense when skylar thompson's yeah. running the ship um I'm concerned about their just run game and uh, offensive diversity without him in in the game. And I, I just, I, I think, you know, playing in K-State's going to be a little tough for Nevada, but I actually like them. I, I like Nevada here. I think they're going to go in and get it done. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little torn here because I wonder if Nevada's offense uh, struggles a little bit versus K-State, uh, a, a similar type team to Cal, uh, where Nevada's offense uh, struggled a little bit. So I, I want to see where that uh, sits. Uh, I, I want to see how they travel to Kansas State, a pretty difficult place to play yep. in Manhattan. Uh, but I want to see if uh, Kansas State can match up, you know, offensively versus, uh, you know, a really high powerhouse team. This game probably will be determined on uh, – whose play style gets in here. If Nevada's uh, high-paced yeah. offensive play style gets in there, or if Kansas State's run, slow, methodical pace uh, takes over in this one. Yeah, I think I think if it's a slow, ugly game, Kansas State definitely has the edge here. Uh, but, you know, Nevada managed to pull that one off in, in a cow. So yeah. uh, I, I see this being – could be a similar type game, and uh, I, I think Nevada's – in for a big year yeah should be an entertaining one uh definitely one of the better ones of the day yeah, uh, next up uh, another pretty entertaining one yeah. i think uh purdue uh versus notre dame purdue's had two uh sort of uh 
hand me wins, uh, depending on your thoughts on Oregon State, but uh, they got that win and then had a pretty easy uh, blowout win uh, the next week. Uh, Notre Dame has uh, struggled in two games, one versus Florida State, uh, which doesn't look as uh, great a win there, and then uh, just squeaking by Toledo, uh, a game they probably should have lost. Uh, so this is an interesting sort of uh, divergent. Purdue coming in red hot, playing uh, good offensive football. Notre Dame coming in struggling, two and zero, but it's not a pretty two and zero. So what do you make of this one? No, well, I've I've been staring at this line all week. I, I haven't made a decision on it yet, but you know, you almost want to lean Notre Dame here because you know when these guys get their scares and they still manage to get the win, does that get them more? mentally prepared yes. hey we're capable of losing we need to come out and play our best ball here or are they just really not that good uh now this is probably the best team that uh Brahms had in purdue yeah. and uh they're, they're you know much better offensively they're really turning things around and this is this is a huge game for them uh but i i i, I don't know you know uh I, I'm staying away at the moment, but seven, seven and a half is a lot for Purdue. Yeah, I, I talked myself into Purdue here, uh, but I will admit I, I'm very, very scared. I've been going back and forth. You know, you still have to sort of talk yourself into Purdue going into Notre Dame yeah. and uh, winning a game here. Uh, it's not basketball. Yes, I, it's not basketball. That's correct. And even then, I, yeah, even then. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, Notre Dame has just looked so bad. They've looked poor offensively. Mm -hmm. uh, they've looked uh, not quite as uh, strong defensively. Uh, Purdue has looked better defensively than they have in years past. And that offense has really been humming along. Uh, you know, it's hard to gauge what you make of that UConn game, but they did get a shutout. And, yeah. you know, Purdue getting shutouts uh, in the previous uh, 10 years is uh, very, very uh, far between no matter who they played. Uh, so, I just think Purdue is playing the better football right now. Yep. Uh, so getting them seven points, I think we'd probably put Purdue over Toledo. And uh, it didn't look like, uh, you know, Toledo was that much of a different than Notre Dame. Uh, you know, uh, Toledo had a good game plan, managed to execute it. So uh, I think Purdue can go in there. But I, uh, I, I, I have to admit, I am a little nervous that the uh, good Notre Dame game comes around. And then all of a sudden, we're staring at more 35-21 uh, uh, type game. Like I said, I think if this game happens week one, I, I, well, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's would be big on Purdue then. Mm -hmm. But I think Notre Dame getting the two scares before this game does not help Purdue. Yeah, I, I, I think they're sort of – battle tested now then yeah you know they, they definitely played a harder schedule you know than Purdue say what you want about Florida State they still have live bodies in there some of which will be playing in the NFL and uh, that Toledo game is difficult meanwhile Purdue has played Oregon State and UConn so you know that level is is vastly different uh in the two so uh Going to lean Purdue because uh, I, I just think Notre Dame's on a little bit of a downswing here, but uh, we'll see if uh, Notre Dame uh, finds its game in this one. All yeah. right, uh, next up, big SEC battle, at least in uh, paper. Uh, does it become one? Alabama, 15-point uh, favorites uh, versus Florida. Florida has a, said they are going to uh, rotate quarterbacks. 
I don't know if that works versus Alabama. I don't know if anything works versus Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what do you make of this one? Alabama is going into the swamp. Uh, you know, uh, money has come in on Florida. Uh, I, I don't know how much of that is hopeful thinking uh, that people want Alabama to lose and how much of that is uh, just uh, people think Florida is good. Uh, I, I lean the other way. I think this one's probably going to be a pretty big uh, waxing. But, uh, where are you sitting on it? I, I mean, I've already said this, you know, since week one, this Alabama team is probably close to the most impressive I've seen in the last 10 years. And that's an Alabama team that's won with five of the yes. last 10 <laughs> national championships, but this defense is scary good. I mean, they have a D, an NFL defense right now. And I just, I, I don't know if Florida pulls it off now. If um, uh, Richardson, yes, if he's healthy and he can go at quarterback, I like Florida better with him and, and running the offense. I think that fits Mullen's uh, play style a lot more. Uh, and I, I think it might throw off Bama's, game plan a little bit but the only way florida's even going to have a shot in this game is if they win the turnover margin by two or three turnovers i'd say at least alabama's going to have to make some mistakes and they're just a team that doesn't make mistakes yeah uh, i i think that's what scares me here uh you know i think alabama's defense will be able to control florida's offense no matter who's you know playing mm -hmm. quarterback uh we both agree i think that the richardson guy has at least played much much better this year yeah. uh the offense has looked better but uh looked better versus a very soft opposition uh they step up from what florida has played into what they're about to walk into and the thing that scares me about this is i think alabama's defense can control florida and i've been a little I don't think Florida has the defense that they've had in years past to sort of pressure maybe uh, some young Alabama uh, players on the offensive side of things into turnovers that they will need uh, to sort of keep this game close. Uh, that being said, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, a red shirt freshman quarterback coming into the swamp. That's a little difficult, uh, you know, some renew receivers, but uh, you know what? I, I feel like Alabama's line so good that uh, they can protect uh, Bryce Young. Uh, they can always just fall back onto that running game. And, uh, you know, Bama can sort of pick the way they want to beat them up. I will say I'm, I'm a little concerned with Alabama's rush offense yeah. this year. Uh, I think they came out the last few games, they're averaging like 35, uh, uh, carries per game, but only averaging like a hundred and something rushing yards. So the, the average isn't there. Uh, but I, I, I just don't think they have to lean on their offense as much this year yes. as they had in years past. And, uh, points are going to be very hard to come by against this Bama team. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to, uh, Kent state, uh, had a nice win last week versus Iowa. Who's had two, uh, nice wins here. Uh, Iowa's offense has been, uh, I go not great before, but uh, that defense has been on an elite, elite level. Uh, Kent State, a little bit spunky here uh, on the offensive side of things. Is there any way they can go into Iowa and uh, sort of mess with them a little bit? I don't think so. I don't. I, they may stay within the spread just because I was not probably uh, – they're probably already looking ahead on their schedule, thinking, hey, maybe we can win the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, I, Kent State might catch them sleeping a little bit, but I think uh, just vanilla Iowa alone is good enough to beat Kent State. Uh, but I don't know if it's, it covers that spread or not. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I, I'm curious about this matchup. Iowa's basically played the first two games uh, where they're like, 
our offense is going to sit and do mm -hmm. uh, base uh, pretty much AA on Madden, you know, just select the uh, halfback run up the middle or just a simple pass. And then, uh, you know, let the other team's offense make the mistake and we'll score off that. Uh, you know, now there's something to be said that Iowa's defense can force those mistakes, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if maybe a Kent State team whose offense I, I think we both agree is, is a pretty good offense, especially for the MAC, and then uh, maybe those mistakes don't come. And what if Iowa gets pushed on that offensive side of things to where they have to actually score some points in a game? Yeah. It I just don't know if I see it. Yeah, I, I admit uh, Kent State uh, versus A&M. Uh, they couldn't find the offense there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think A&M's, uh, you know, defense's feet is a little bit different than Iowa's. Iowa's more of a physical type defense. So uh, I'm just curious to see if uh, somebody on the offensive side of the ball can score some points. And then we see if Iowa can come back and actually score points yeah. or just have their defense basically win games for them, which uh, they've sort of done, you know, the first two weeks. So it, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think the uh, defense has like four touchdowns and the offense has somewhere around that as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty much battling even on the uh, defensive offensive side of things. I, I don't know if Kent State quite has it, uh, but it is an offensive team that I think at least uh, in theory can score points. And then mm -hmm. I want to see what Iowa has if teams, uh, you know, score a couple touchdowns on them and don't give them points back. So yeah. uh, I'm curious about that one. Uh, next up, uh, Clemson, after a, a get right game, uh, plays Georgia Tech, who in theory had a opening get right game and lost and then had another get right game and got right in that one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Clemson. Georgia Tech, uh, 28 and a half for Clemson here. Uh, what do you make of this large, large spread? Uh, do we trust Clemson's offense again to cover a 28 and a half point spread or? I think I trust Clemson's defense uh, here. Uh, I, I don't think Georgia Tech's gonna score very much here. I, in fact, I'd be close to maybe even leaning the under here because uh, I think Clemson's gonna be scoring all the points. I don't know if they score 50 plus, but I think it's gonna be, Definitely a one-sided game for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I sort of am going to knock away that Northern Illinois game. Uh, Georgia Tech seemed to play a little bit better versus Kennesaw State. Uh, now that's Kennesaw State, yeah. you know, uh, but at least they scored points. And maybe it was just one of those weird, you know, opening things in Georgia Tech gets back right. They end up with five, six wins. And you're like, how the hell did they lose that opening game? Uh, so I'm just curious uh, more so to see where Clemson sits here. Uh, do their offensive issues present themselves? Is their line going to have trouble blocking Georgia Tech? Who I still wouldn't call a great, great defense. But if, you know, Clemson's line is struggling blocking them and having struggling scoring points, uh, I, I think we see there is a chance where Clemson can lose more games if they struggle in this one. Uh, you know, if they seem to be able to bully Georgia Tech pretty good, yeah. I think we'll see the level and there won't be that many tests for Clemson in the rest of the ACC. Uh, but it's an it, interesting test case here for Clemson to see if uh, sure. that offense can find ways for some poor but okay teams uh, than uh, just, uh, you know, out and out. Uh, great teams like uh, Georgia, you know. So it, it'll be an interesting uh, spot to see where Clemson uh, sits in the ACC, uh, truly. All right, uh, Tulsa, coming to Ohio State. Uh, Tulsa, awful the first game, little better the second game. Uh, do we get greatness out of Tulsa in no. the third game? Uh, Ohio State, uh, poor 
40 bets. Uh, really three games in a row. Uh, I, I heard a stat that uh, if you start back in the Alabama championship game, go to Minnesota and then go into uh, the game last week versus Oregon, the last time they've given up that many points in a three-game stretch. 1891. Wow. <laughs> so it, it, it's been a while since the Ohio State beat defense has been this bad for a three-game stretch. Uh, I, I don't think Tulsa quite has the offense to live no. up to this. Uh, you know, the Tulsa defense is, I, I call solid. Uh, any chance here where the Tulsa defense can sort of uh, keep them in the game and uh, Ohio State's uh, defensive woes come into play, or is this just going to be a straight blowout? I think it's going to be a straight blowout. I think Ohio State is looking to exact revenge. They've got their home crowd, uh, and they're going to take it out on Tulsa. Yeah, uh, I, I pretty much lean in that way. Uh, I am curious to see how Tulsa's defense uh, stands up on this Ohio State offense. Uh, the quarterback has shown he, when he gets out of that pocket and gets off schedule, yeah. he's a little bit erratic. Uh, so maybe something like that uh, keeps Tulsa in the game a little bit. But uh, I just don't think Tulsa quite has the talent this year. If he can bring back uh, last year's team, I'd be a little yeah. bit more <laughs> interested. But uh, I don't think the Tulsa team this year quite has the talent to match up uh, in this game. All right, uh, interesting game here. Southern Miss has gotten off to a – a really good start. Uh, Southern Methodist. Southern Methodist. Yeah. Southern Miss is what I said. Yes. All right. Uh, Southern Miss hasn't gotten off quite to the <laughs> same start as uh, Southern Methodist. But uh, SMU at Louisiana Tech, tough place to go. Uh, Louisiana Tech uh, played a pretty good game versus Mississippi State, yep. uh, then played a pretty bad game versus Southern uh, Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, Southern Methodist, I keep wanting to say Southern Miss for some SMU. Reason. SMU, thank you. Uh, yeah. Much bigger program than Southern Miss, at least uh, before they were uh, hammered with the death penalty, and they've been trying to come back ever since. But uh, anyway, uh, started out really, really well. 35-12 uh, yeah. uh, win versus uh, North Texas, and then 56-9 uh, versus Abilene Christian. Uh, we can sort of wipe that one away. But uh, anyway, uh, a lot of points for Southern uh, Methodists here. Um, what do you make of this matchup at Louisiana Tech? Tough place to go. Uh, you know, we've seen good and we've seen bad from Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is just one of those weird teams that you just don't want to play <laughs> because no matter how much better you are than them or how close it is, they're, they're going to make this game a game, I think. Uh, they're just not a team that gets blown out very often. And uh, I think this – Spread could be a little large. I, I think SMU wins for sure, but I just don't know if they quite cover that much. Yeah, the, the spread seemed big to me. I, yeah. I couldn't quite uh, lean to Louisiana Tech because I'm very curious how good this uh, SMU uh, team is. Uh, we did our preview. I think we didn't quite know how good yeah. SMU. We thought there could be a good play here, and we thought, you know, maybe, uh, you know, mediocre six, seven win play. Uh, but it'll be interesting to, th this will be a good test game. Them going on the road to Louisiana Tech. Uh, if they blow this uh, game out and uh, win big, uh, I think we got to take uh, SMU a little more seriously. Yeah. If it's, the, uh, you know, a tight close game, I think we sort of uh, know where SMU's level is. But uh, I, I think it'll be an entertaining game. Uh, so, uh, Really curious to see how SMU uh, battles out in this one. All right. Uh, speaking of battle out, uh, Florida State goes to Wake Forest. Uh, I would like to say uh, Florida State has dominated this game for numerous years, but uh, Wake has actually uh, been dominating this series of late. Um, what does Florida State have? Uh, do they go in the tank and, uh, you know, 
uh, pretty much quit on the season after that bad loss to Jacksonville State? Or do they sort of stand up and uh, try to get the win versus Wake here? Well, I'll tell you what, this is a really hard uh, coaching job right now for Florida State. Uh, just like you said, it's going to be really difficult to keep the team in it. Their season's pretty much done as they're going to be looking at it. They've got a lot of tough games still ahead of them. I don't think uh, they can buy out another coach. I think they have like 15 on the books. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they, they might get be the coach, only other school other than Tennessee I, that's paying more coaches than her coaching. I just don't know how you're going to salvage this season and 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 find success after losing to a Division mm-hmm. II team and uh, and then that real tough just nail biter against uh, Notre Dame yeah. beginning of the year to not be able to pull that off. Uh, so they're going to have to find find something to go in and get this road game against Wake Forest. I'm staying away because I don't know how it's going to turn out. I think there's talent on this Florida State team. Uh, and we'll just see if they can put it together. Yeah. But I'm I'm staying away from that. I have to admit I'm leaning a little bit Wake here because I, I feel like uh, Florida State is going to roll over. And uh, I think Wake will put it on them. I, I think they did it maybe two years ago. Maybe it was last year. I, I just remember one game. Uh, when Florida State went into Wake and Wake just thrashed yeah. them. Uh, I, I have a little bit of that feeling uh, like, you know, if Wake can uh, blow this out, they will blow this out and make, uh, you know, Florida State look bad, uh, you know, which uh, a lot of teams I think like to do uh, because Florida State did They it, don't get did, the chance very yeah, often. Uh, Florida State did it to them for a, a solid 35-year stretch, and now uh, everybody can get their payback as Florida State has fallen completely off the map. Uh, but I just want to see if Florida State can battle back. I, I think Florida State has equal to better talent than Wake, uh, but I'm curious which one shows up, the one that will play hard and battle back in that Notre Dame game or the one who uh, played a tight, uh, gross game to Jacksonville State and didn't look like they wanted to play football. Um, so uh, interesting game. I, I think I lean a little bit wake. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on that six and a half there uh, because basically if you stare at this and see wake as a six and a half point favorite, uh, no matter where your brain is, unless you've been born uh, <laughs> after 2013, uh, which you probably shouldn't be looking at spread lines anyway, um, <laughs> you wouldn't know that uh, Florida State versus Wake Forest. You uh, probably started that. <laughs> it, it borders. <laughs> Maybe a little young. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely old enough uh, where uh, Florida State versus Wake Forest was always a 35-point spread, uh, no matter where the game was played. Uh, so uh, interesting one. I think I lean a little bit Wake here, but I, I want to see how uh, the uh, the uh, Florida State uh, bounces back and uh, battles in uh, this one. All right, uh, next up, USC versus Washington State. Uh, Washington State getting eight and a half points here. Uh, we only mentioned it on the show before because it had just happened, but uh, Clay Helton canned uh, two weeks into the season. Why this wasn't done, I don't know. In May, uh, 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 January, February, March. I think they wanted to fire him last year. I, I don't know why they didn't. Maybe COVID that played a role. I Maybe the guy they want wasn't quite available. I don't know. I just think this was a predetermined outcome and they were just waiting for their chance. They were like, Oh, we lost the game. We can fire him now. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with that is once again, if you know you're going to fire him the first time he loses to a team that uh, you don't think is up to their caliber. Once again, March, April, May, you know, you know, you're going to fire the yeah. guy 
fire him. Uh, don't uh, pretty much self-sabotage your season. I, I mean, I know they lost that game to Stanford, but that uh, doesn't mean other Pac-12 teams weren't going to lose Pac-12 yeah. games. Uh, I think this just crushes them, and uh, really, I, I think they go into Washington State and probably blow this game too. So, well, you uh, know, you you said those those South to North games are really tough, yes. So, uh, especially since uh, if you look at the uh, weather, uh, fifty seven and rainy. Uh, so it's yeah, already it's not LA weather. It's already starting up in the uh, Northwest there. So, uh, you know, I just don't know what Stanford's going to bring to the table. It's a little bit like the Florida State situation. Oh, Washington State has not been uh, great this year. Tough loss to open the uh, year at Utah State. I don't know if we thought that loss was coming. Uh, Utah State's been a little bit better, I think, yeah. than we thought. Uh, but uh, just curious what you make of this game. Do you think we're getting good USC? Do you think we're getting uh, bad USC? Do you think this season's just washed? They pack it in. And uh, pretty much any game that they don't get off to a roaring start to, they probably lose. Uh, honestly, it's, I think they're replacing their quarterback as well. The, uh, Keldon Slovis era ended, uh, maybe he can transfer to Georgia and get a restart on that career as well. Yeah. The next Heisman hopeful at Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. They they continue to get USC, uh, quarterback (laughs) transfers. I really can't get a feel for this game. Honestly, it just depends on how USC rebounds after losing their coach. Uh, I'm shocked that they lost to Stanford as bad as they did because I thought they looked really impressive against uh, San Jose State first game of the year. Yeah, uh, I, I thought you know theoretically was, San Jose State might be a better team than Stanford. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I really don't understand that Stanford loss, and I thought USC was probably going to win the Pac-12 this year, but. I, I think I'm more confused at how they gave up 42 points to Stanford, who looked uh, versus like K State, like they could barely get to 10. So uh, yeah, I, that I think that's where my confusion came in is how do you let Stanford coming off that uh, terrible game versus K State, where they didn't even look like they belonged on the field with K State, and have them come into your stadium and then give up 42 points to Stanford? Just uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of USC. Uh, I, I'm hedging a little bit here that this uh, thing gets packed in and everybody starts their uh, moves into the transfer portal or the NFL. Yeah, uh, I think USC is going to have to try to get the biggest hire they can get, um, which, you know, being USC might not be as hard as some other places. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor today that uh, they're hoping to pull Bob Stoops out of retirement. Is that an upgrade? <laughs> it's excitement anyway. I guess so. Uh, I don't remember him winning all that much his last 10 years. Uh, but anyway, uh, interesting game. We'll see where that one fits. Uh, speaking of teams that are hot off the mark, uh, Arkansas yeah. plays uh, Georgia Southern. I, I think I was a little more hyped about this game two weeks ago than from what I saw from Georgia Southern last week. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Georgia Southern will come with their option offense. Um, you know, Arkansas is, uh, they aren't an option team, but they're certainly an old school type running team. Uh, so this game might be low scoring. And uh, I don't know, uh, coming off a big win versus Texas, do you think uh, Arkansas blows this out? Or do you think this might be a little tighter than you think? I think Arkansas blows this out. I think they've got a lot of momentum going and they're having a lot of fun there. Uh 
Pittman's done a great job at Arkansas. I think he was the perfect fit for that uh, for that school. And uh, this might just be uh, close to the second best team in the West. We'll see. It's a it's quite a crowd there behind Alabama, uh, but. I think Arkansas takes care of business this week. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely, from what I saw from Georgia Southern last week, a uh, little bit disappointed, thought they'd come out a little bit better last week. Uh, but I do think uh, as both teams are, uh, you know, heavy run style, uh, it tends to make for close games. Uh, we'll see if Arkansas has a little bit of a letdown off that big uh, Texas win in that one. Uh, but the next one, I, I think I'm a little bit more curious about. Uh, Mississippi State goes to Memphis. Uh, Mississippi State uh, started out with a poor game uh, versus Louisiana Tech, found a way to win it, and then had a really, really good game uh, versus NC State. Yeah. Uh, sort of dominated that one on the uh, both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, Memphis, uh, 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 easy win versus Nickel State in a sort of uh, nothing game, but uh, I thought a pretty good win, 55-50 uh, versus Arkansas State. Uh, Mississippi State goes to uh, Memphis here. Little bit difficult place to go. Uh, you know, uh, Memphis has uh, come up and uh, beaten a couple of these uh, middle tier uh West teams in the SEC the last couple of years. So uh, what do you make of this game? First off, I don't think any SEC team going to the Liberty Bowl is a, is a difficult road game. I, 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 I've been there. It's not impressive at all. I think that's why it's difficult. It's not impressive. It's a concrete block of death. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Memphis's offense has been really impressive. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, they had that uh, struggle week one. Uh, but really took care of business. Surprised me. I had NC State pick, uh, but uh, I just can't get a read on this one. I've, I've wanted to go both ways. Uh, so for that reason, I'm staying away uh, just because I'm not confident in either one of these teams, but it should be an entertaining football game. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm curious how this game breaks out. I think it might be a little bit more defensive than we might think. Uh, Mississippi State certainly played a pretty solid defense uh, so far to start the uh, year. And uh, Memphis uh, coming into the year uh, was thought to be a little bit uh, better defensively than offensively. Uh, that didn't quite play out in the uh, last game uh, versus Arkansas straight where they went back to their uh, former Memphis ways and just started uh, trading points the whole game. But uh, I'm curious how this one plays out. Uh, I give a slight edge to Memphis, but, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mississippi State uh, goes in there and uh, gets the win. Uh, it'll be a good uh, sort of bearing to see where Mississippi State's uh, yeah. talent lies because uh, you know, in the last handful of years, I think Memphis probably has had a, a better sort of football team. But uh, we'll see where these two uh, even out in this one. That should be a good game. Uh, next up, uh, we're going uh, into a, a school of journalism versus school of doctors. So uh, Northwestern uh, versus Duke here. Uh, interesting uh, game. I don't think it will be all that interesting no. to watch. Um, Northwestern has struggled to score. Uh, Duke's been a little bit better on the offensive end uh, than Northwestern. Uh, probably a little worse on the defensive end. Uh, Northwestern, you know, uh, got a, a okay win versus Indiana State. 24-6. Uh, Once again, the offense not there, but the defense showed up. Um, where do you make of this game? Uh, Duke did manage 45 points in their last one. They did end up getting 28 versus Charlotte. I'm leaning a little towards Duke because I think the offense is there, and I don't think the uh, the uh, Northwestern uh, offense can compete with Duke. But uh, where are you sitting on this one? Uh, yeah, 
if I had to, you know, gun to my head, take a team here, I'd probably lean Duke. Uh, but I just think it's going to be an ugly football game. Um, I, I would probably, if I had to make a play here, it'd be on the under, uh, under 50. I just, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of points scored here. Um, but maybe just under that, I'd say maybe, you know, close to the 20 to 20 range, something like that. But I mean, really flip a coin here, yeah. but not good football yeah. going to be played in this one, I don't think. The true tournament is this one versus the uh, Vanderbilt-Stanford game. The smart schools uh, battle to uh, have the title of an intelligent football team. Are, are these games going to be on, like, CNBC or something? <laughs> uh, this might be on TV1 over Alabama and Florida. <laughs> I don't think it will make that. I don't even know if it'll make the top four, uh, depending on what bets are uh, where. Uh, but next up... Uh, I'm a little curious about yeah. this game. Uh, Arkansas State uh, travels up to Washington. Uh, difficult place to go to and win games. Um, but up but, 50 against yes. Memphis. But uh, what we've seen so far, uh, Washington, who is a, a pretty big favorite here, 16 and a half points. Um, I'm not sure they've come close to scoring 16 and a half points in a yeah. game so far. Uh, so how do you think this uh, plays out here? Boy, I've, I've been staring at this one since Monday. I really want to go Arkansas State here because I just, you know, it opened up at 16 and a half, and I was like, I don't think Washington can score 17 points. They have 17 total points to start by, the year. So uh, let alone beat somebody by 17. So uh, one of those teams being Montana as well, mind you. It wasn't like they started out with the uh, Legion of Boom here. Well, no, I, th- I but I, I think Montana's defense is probably yes. better than Arkansas State. I probably lean that. Yes. If, so it's also possible Montana might be better than Arkansas. If, if you're going to put up points against somebody, it's going to be Arkansas mm-hmm. State. And Washington's looking for anything they can get now. Being at home, that's a tough place to go. I want to go Arkansas State here, but I'm not going to pull the trigger. I'm staying away. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I'm leaning Arkansas State uh, here uh, just because I think Arkansas State can score enough points to at least cover this spread. And uh, if things get really, really bad for Washington, uh, they might even blow this game. I, I'm also a little curious how long this defense sort of puts up with this offensive side of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've mentioned it's been a couple of years since the offense has really, really ran smoothly, uh, but this is complete rock bottom. So how hard does this defense want to work uh, to keep this team in the game when they know they're getting nothing on the other side? I think you saw a little bit of that in the Michigan game yeah. uh, towards the end there. Every time, uh, you know, Washington was getting a stop, getting a stop. And then the offense would go out there, three and out, three and out, three and out. And then uh, eventually Michigan just, you know, put the game away by running down their throats. And uh, I just wonder if uh, this Washington offense gets off to a slow start in this one. And we're, you know, three, three, we're seven, three, we're even like seven, nothing. That spread's looking really good. And then, you know, the Washington defense is like, you know, I'm really tired of working this hard and having a close game every week yeah. when we should be blowing this team out. So uh, just curious how this game really plays out. Good offensive team in Arkansas State, good defensive team in Washington. Uh, the only thing that would leave me uh, a little bit nervous on the Arkansas State time is uh, them traveling up there to Washington. Yeah. That's not going to be an easy place uh, to go to and win a game. Uh from uh, Arkansas State. So uh, interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Next up, uh, East Carolina versus Marshall. 
Um, I like this Marshall. Team. Yeah, I know you do. Marshall, 10 point favorites here versus East Carolina. Uh, hard to get a gauge on East Carolina. Played a pretty poor game versus Happy State. Uh, theoretically, played a good game versus South Carolina. You start crunching those numbers, it doesn't yeah. look quite as good, but uh, they did manage to have that game in their hand before uh, losing it right there at the end on a field goal. Uh, what do you make of this East Carolina Marshall game? Uh, I like Marshall big. I think East Carolina had points basically given to them by South Carolina. Other than that, they couldn't score. Marshall's really solid offensively and defensively. I think they're the most talented team in their conference. Uh, Marshall, big. Yeah, I, I think I'll be a really a good gauge on where East Carolina is in this one. Uh, if, if it's, you know, that South Carolina was just an aberration of South Carolina doing dumb things and giving them uh, the ability to stay in the game, or maybe they, they're sort of growing from game to game and uh, they sort of make their way in here. But uh, I would leave Marshall uh, here, but uh, I'm curious if East Carolina maybe just growing a little bit. So uh, I'll, I'll have a better feel about them after this week uh, in that game. All right, uh, next up, big SEC battle in theory, uh, but, not in the, tuna. but not in the point spread margin. South Carolina goes to Georgia. Uh, 31 point spread here. Uh, this seems large. Uh, what do you make of this? Yeah, I think an SEC matchup with anybody that's not Vanderbilt, I think 31 is too big. I, I just, I, I, I don't know how many points South Carolina can put up against this Georgia defense, but I don't know if Georgia's going to go out there and score 50 on South Carolina. And I think South Carolina can put up at least a touchdown or two. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I just think that's an awful lot of points. It's a huge point spread. I, I wouldn't touch uh, Georgia with that type of point spread. Uh, the only thing that worries me a little bit from the South Carolina uh, perspective on this would be, uh, you saw it, we mentioned it in the East Carolina game. They gave East Carolina points. Uh, if you're giving Georgia points, yeah. and then you assume Georgia gets some points, yeah. uh, I, I know sometimes it's hard to believe that Georgia scores points, but I assume they score points. Uh, then that gets a little nerve wracking. You know, I, I still don't quite know what to make of that South Carolina offense. Um, you know, it, it didn't look great versus East Carolina, but then again, they shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game. Uh, they did rack up yards, uh, but that might be their thing. Uh, it, it's been their thing <laughs> for a lot of years. Uh, sometimes a lot of yards, not much substance. Uh, so that's where I'd be a little nervous, uh, sort of taking South Carolina on that side of things. Uh, but I would not yeah. touch Georgia as a 30-point favorite in any uh, conference game, uh, even one first like Vandy. That just seems – conference games, 30 points. Uh, that's just uh, – that's danger territory yeah. to get into. Uh, but uh, should be uh, interesting to see uh, how Georgia handles that 30-point spread in that one. Uh, next up, uh, Utah going to San Diego State. A tough little uh, two-game uh, road stretch here for Utah. Yeah. Um, at BYU last week, uh, didn't play great, uh, but, you know, tough place to go. Uh, but another tough place to go here. This should be a real, real tight uh, defensive battle. Uh, what do you make of this? Yeah, I, I think Utah's really been struggling to put things together offensively. I don't think Charlie Brewer's come in as, as hot as they'd hoped he would. Uh, got into a tough road game last week against BYU. And the San Diego State team is the team I'm really starting to come around. I think they've played really well, and I think this could be a really tough matchup for Utah, and I, I think San Diego State's getting a lot of points here. 
Yeah, uh, the point spread, I, I think, is uh, pretty high here for yeah. uh, San Diego State. The only thing I, I'd say is San Diego State has, uh, you know, played Arizona and New Mexico State, two teams who, you know, we don't put on a very high level yeah. defensively. Uh, we know San Diego State will struggle offensively versus uh, really good defensive teams. Uh, despite what we think of Utah's offense, uh, we definitely think the defense will be there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see where San Diego State's uh, offense lies versus a uh, really good Utah defense. Uh, but we've already seen Utah's offense place two good, uh, you know, solid defenses here and not been great, great uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I think this is just a defensive uh struggle probably uh not the most entertaining game to watch but uh could be a competitive uh game to watch but i, I thought nine was a little bit high uh here when uh we haven't seen uh utah really be able to open up offensively yeah uh, I, in a game well that's the biggest thing i was really big on uh utah's chances earlier this year but i, I thought their offense was going to come out a lot more explosive than what it has maybe it'll click this week but i just don't know if the road game at uh Pretty solid defense in San Diego well, State is going to be worth The other thing, out. if they struggle to score on BYU, and I, I think yeah. I put San Diego State's defense ahead of mm -hmm. BYU's, uh, I, I don't see why <laughs> going from last week to this week, it would always magically uh, yeah. start coming together now. You know, uh, there wasn't a quarterback change, but uh, I wonder how close we get to, you know, uh, Utah starting to rotate in a couple different guys. You know, uh, they have other guys who have experience, uh, yeah. you know, on that depth chart uh, if Brewer doesn't start to come around. All right. Uh, next up, really good game, SEC Big Ten matchup. Oh, yeah. Auburn goes to Penn State. Uh, Penn State, uh, five-point favorites in this one. Um, hard to get a gauge, really, on what Auburn is. Uh they have scored 60 points twice. Uh, they've certainly let it be known that that's uh, the greatest point total start uh, to their history. Ignore that it's Akron and Alabama State that they've scored the uh, 60 points on. Uh, what do you make of this game? Uh, I, I can't wait to watch this game, honestly. Um, I, think, I think it's going to come down to probably a three-point game. So I think that spread's a little inflated in favor of Penn State being at home. But I think... Uh, Talent-wise, these are teams that are going to be really evenly matched. You know, Penn State's looked impressive so far this year, but you know, Auburn's coming from the SEC. Uh, I don't put a lot of faith in Bo Nix. His consistency is terrible. He'll have one game where he'll throw for five touchdowns and look like the savior, and uh, next week he'll mostly look. versus Alabama State in Akron. Yes, <laughs> that's where I think his level lies. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't know if he can go get this big win on the road. Uh, but I, I don't think the atmosphere is going to be as challenging to Auburn uh, as a lot of people think it is because, you know, Auburn plays day in, day out in the SEC. They're used to those big games. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really tight game. It could come down to who has the ball last. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about atmosphere-wise. Uh, Auburn plays in big games you know, six, seven times a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, same as Penn State. Uh, but uh, I, I do worry about scoring, basically from both sides of uh, <laughs> from both teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Auburn scored, but this is a totally different level of defense mm -hmm. they're about to stand into. And uh, what we've seen from Bo Nix and this Auburn offense uh, when they in the previous years when they faced uh, you know really good defense, it, it's been turnover prone and sloppy and haven't been able to move the ball. Uh, but what we've seen from Penn State, especially the quarterback play. Uh, I don't know if they're capable 
uh, of scoring a whole lot of points for, on this Auburn team. Uh, so I, I'm just curious how this game plays out. That, you know, it might play out just like that uh, Wisconsin game that we saw, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, first Penn State, where, you know, the games are basically designed by a couple plays. Neither team really has flow or cohesion on offense. Uh, so it, it probably will come down to which quarterback doesn't turn the ball over quite as yeah. much. I, I know that's a simplistic cliche, <laughs> uh, but really, basically, that's probably what it's going to come down to yeah. uh, from what we've seen from both these teams uh, in the previous year. And, uh, you know, uh, what we thought of them coming into this year, uh, certainly from what we saw from Penn State uh, versus Wisconsin, we haven't seen. Uh, maybe this Auburn team has a new lease on life without Gus Smiles on there. Uh, but We'll see. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it yep. uh, from Bo Nix, but uh, should be a really, really entertaining game, uh, certainly to uh, see how this unfolds. All right, uh, next up, ACC battle. Uh, Virginia started the campaign uh, really, really well. Uh, North Carolina has not started as well. I know we're both pretty big on uh, Virginia here. Uh, how do you think this one uh, matches up? Uh, this has potential to be my upset pick of the week. I really like Virginia here. I just uh, while UNC was able to put some offense together against a, a terrible team last week, I don't think I saw enough offensively from them against Virginia Tech to make me believe they have enough weapons to to go in and 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 just beat somebody with their offense like they did last year. And Virginia's been looking really good in these first couple games. Uh, now it is at UNC, but I, I think you're getting a lot of good value with Virginia here. Uh, getting, I, I think it was a plus nine or eight last yes. time I looked at it. I think that's a lot of points for a team that's actually looked better than North Carolina. Yeah, I have to agree here. Uh, I think Virginia comes in here uh, playing better offense, playing better defense. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, North Carolina scoring 59 on Georgia State, but they didn't score all that well in that first half. And, and that's more what I gauge uh, from in the, those games yeah. uh, versus uh, the poor teams is how do you play when both teams are, you know, healthy? You don't have to start getting into backups. You don't start getting into to attrition for uh, a team that has nowhere near the depth uh, as you and uh, North Carolina, once again, sort of, it was better, but it wasn't what you think this uh, North Carolina team was advertised as coming into the season. So I think they'll struggle versus this Virginia team who uh, doesn't really give up a lot of big plays on the defensive side of the ball. And if this offense continues to play as well as it has uh, this season. I, I really think Virginia can be a contender in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, and this game uh, really will, uh, if they can get this one, that'll put them right there uh, yeah. as a contender in the ACC. All right, uh, Central Michigan versus LSU. Um, I, I'm curious about this game. Yeah. I wonder what LSU uh, we're getting. Uh, more and more bad things seem to be coming out of the LSU side. Um, uh, Jim McElwain on the Central Michigan side, he knows the SEC. Um, any chance of an upset here, or do you think uh, LSU can uh, manage to hold on on this one? I don't know here. I, I think Orgeron's going to have a really hard time holding on to his team this year. I think uh, I think uh, if they struggle a little bit too much, and it's it's, it's going to be rough on LSU this year, but Central Michigan's not a shabby team. Yeah. Uh, and But – I don't know. Going into Baton Rouge, it's, it's just going to be too tough. Uh, I might take that spread. Uh, that's awfully large, but 
I, I think LSU's got enough talent to come out and take care of business, but I, I just don't know if by three touchdowns. Yeah, I, I basically want to know what's in the head of LSU right here. Yeah. Uh, because it, Central Michigan isn't a team you can play around with. You know, if LSU takes this game seriously, all the players are playing hard, LSU is going to win out. Uh, but if they start to wonder, don't want to be there. This game starts to get close in the second and third quarter. Uh, I have a feeling that LSU crowd uh, turns the other way. Oh yeah. <laughs> Could be some boomers. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, moods start to change and then this becomes a game. Uh, so I think it's really, really important for LSU to start out uh, hot. If they start off hot. I think, you know, they can manage to control it. I, I will say they didn't even look all that good for Smith state. Yeah. Uh, but you know, how good do you, do you really have to look? Uh, but that's what I mean. Uh, you know, they could sleepwalk through McNeese State. I, I don't think they can sleepwalk through a Central Michigan because uh, if this game, as the game goes and the game is close, Central Michigan will go in confidence yeah. and, and they'll sniff that they could get, you know, a career defining win for them. They can talk about it for hundreds of years when they walked into Baton Rouge and beat LSU. Now, mind you, it might not be a very good LSU team, but uh, that's the only thing I worry about really yeah. with this one is how does LSU's mindset come starting this game? Because if this is close going into like the third quarter, I think the fans start to turn, uh, players begin questioning things. Oh, yeah. And uh, then momentum just sort of rides. Yes, uh, you know, things start to ride in Central Michigan's favor and then LSU's favor. And uh, just, uh, but I think LSU definitely has the talent here, but uh, I don't think I'd touch that 20 point spread. I, I don't think I'd touch a 20 point spread uh, with LSU uh, for the rest of the year. All right, uh, this one should be uh, offense based, I think. Uh, Tulane versus Old Miss. Uh, Ole Miss coming off a 54-17 win versus Austin P. Uh, Tulane coming off a, a destruction of Morgan State at 69-20. Uh, so uh, how much defense will be played in this game? Uh, will there be a stop in this game? And uh, does the over 76 hit? I don't, I don't know if I've ever taken an over <laughs> 76, but this, this Tulane team put 35 up on Oklahoma and – Ole Miss doesn't seem to be slowed down by anybody. Uh, this could very well be a 80, 90 point game. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know what I'd look at here. Yeah. Uh, 14 seems like Ole Miss should be able to get that, but they don't stop anybody. So who knows? Uh, should be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, spread wise, this is really hard to gauge especially in these games where nobody is playing any defense, you know, uh, points can just bam, bam, bam. Uh, I mean, it can be a 50, 50 game and yeah. then all of a sudden it's 64, uh, 50 in uh, you know, a minute. I, I really don't know how to handicap this one. Uh, I don't think I, I lean towards the two lane upset, but I, I can definitely see it. But, you know, that being said, I can always see Ole Miss getting upset because they don't play defense. And when you don't play defense, uh, you're asking uh, yourself to have two or three bad offensive series and then yeah. you lose the game. So uh, I, I'm curious uh, how Tulane comes in here and, and plays this. Uh, I mean, they, they can also sort of do the ball control thing uh, as well. And uh, maybe they limit possessions uh, to Ole Miss. So uh, 
I, I think this is a little bit more of a curious uh, watch, uh, especially in the first half, uh, to see how Tulane plays it. And if uh, this thing is uh, tight, uh, could be entertaining down the stretch uh, for sure. All right, uh, we spoke about it a little yeah. bit, but uh, the Brain Bowl, the uh, Brain Bowl, uh, Brain Bowl, the part two. Yeah. Uh, Stanford coming to Vanderbilt. Uh, Stanford is now 12 favorites on the road. Get a lot of credit uh, for beating USC. I, I'm curious what this line would have been uh, <laughs> a week before the USC game, uh, but uh, Vanderbilt coming off a uh, do we go solid win versus Colorado State? Uh, it was a road win. I think uh, a road win after losing to ETSU is a, a good win for Vanderbilt, but uh, I'm not touching this one either. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, you know, if Stanford can come in and win this one big, maybe they're legit. But like you said, they couldn't put any offense together against K-State. Uh, so I – the other thing I, I sort of Did worry. Did USC just really blow it that bad? <laughs> I, I think we'll know. Uh, the only thing I get, the other thing I worry about a little bit is this is technically Stanford's third straight road game. Yeah. Uh, you know, technically the Kansas State neutral site, but they, they were not in Stanford. So, uh, you know, that makes me a little worried. Three straight road games to start out the year. Uh, granted, they aren't going into a cauldron of doom in Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, it is a cross country Uh I have no clue what to make of Stanford. Highly impressive scoring 42 points the week before. Uh, the week before that, uh, scoring pretty much nothing versus Kansas State. Not so impressive. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, grinds out a win versus Colorado State. Uh, not a very good team, but a tough place to go. And uh, then loses to ETSU uh, fairly badly. So yeah. uh, this one, I would. I, I don't usually advise not to gamble on. I would not gamble on this yeah, game. Yeah, there's no uh, telling what's whatsoever. I, I certainly would not gamble on an 11 point spread uh, versus Stanford in this one. So uh, I, I think I'll just sit back and watch how this one plays out. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of feel uh, for that one. All right, uh, this next game up, I, I think this one's going to be uh, yeah. very entertaining. Oklahoma State goes to Boise State. Uh, Oklahoma State's offense has looked really, really poor. Uh, but uh, Boise State only favored by three. Is Oklahoma State the better team here? Because uh, from what I've seen, Boise State has played pretty good this year. Oklahoma State has not played all that good. Yeah, Oklahoma State has not given me any confidence in here, uh, other than confidence in Boise State. Uh, this is another one uh, along with that uh, that Cincinnati game that I just think the spread's too low. I, I think Boise, you know, while they, they do have the loss, uh, I think Boise State's the better team here for sure. Yeah. Uh, the only – they uh, Boise State struggled with Oklahoma State, uh, I believe, about four years ago. Now that was uh, going there. Uh, but, you know, none of those players are there. And I think Oklahoma State coming into Boise, that's just really, really difficult. And uh, with them struggling versus Tulsa to score points, uh, I, I just don't know if they'll be able to score enough points uh, yeah. versus Boise State. I assume Boise State's getting into the 30s. Uh, at, at least probably 40s. Uh, does can Oklahoma State get that many points? I don't know. So uh, I, I think that spreads a, a little bit low, but uh, we'll see how uh, this one plays out. I, I'm curious to see if maybe uh, we just aren't used to this Oklahoma State style of play, where it's a tight defensive game, or, going into Boise, yeah, though. or 
they're just a really bad team and uh, they've sort of had two easy wins versus bad teams uh, that have not been impressive. Yeah. So uh, interesting game there uh, will be tough for Oklahoma state to go in there first Boise uh, would be a good win for Boise to get back after the tough loss to central yeah. Florida. All right, next up, Arizona state Another good one. goes to BYU. Uh, can BYU take control of the uh, PAC 12 uh, South here? Um, Anyway, uh, what do you make of this? Uh, this Arizona State team played two pretty easy cupcakes uh, to yeah. start the uh, year. Uh, I, I don't want to say looked hasn't looked bad, uh, but I don't think has looked great. But uh, it's hard to gauge when they uh, pretty much know going in uh, they're going to get a win. So what do you make of Arizona State here going into BYU? I think the spread's really accurate. I think it's going to be a close uh, one-possession ball game. Um both of these teams looking to make a statement. Uh, I really can't get a feel for it. I think Arizona State probably has more potential offensively, but going into BYU, that's going to be tough. Uh, uh, interested to see how that goes. Which uh, coaching decision in the last two minutes uh, costs this team the game? Are you, are you leaning more Herm or are you <laughs> leaning more uh, Shataki? <laughs> uh, I'd say Herm. Uh, that's, uh, that's the only way I, I think I could handicap this. I, I feel like this is going to be a close, tight game, but uh, then uh, somebody is going to make bad coaching decisions in the last four minutes, and uh, someone's going to have a really, really bad beat here. But uh, yeah. I, I think this will be another good, entertaining game. I, I'm wondering if uh, BYU can juice it back up after uh, that Utah game uh, at, at night. Now, you know, they usually can. So yeah. uh, back to back big time uh, night games here in BYU. So uh, that should be a really, really uh, good and entertaining uh, game late. And uh, to close out the night, uh, our last game of the week, it, it's been uh, one hell of a, a sheet of the uh, best games of the yeah. week here. Uh, Fresno State uh, versus UCLA. Uh, Fresno uh, played uh, Oregon Tuck, now goes to the uh, southern side of things. Can they play uh, right now the uh, leaders in the uh, south, uh, UCLA Tough? Uh, what do you make of this one? Uh, you know, I'm big on my Bulldogs. I I think 11 and a half is large here. I think the way they played Oregon close, Oregon proved that they were a good team going in to beat Ohio State. Uh, now maybe Oregon was overlooking Fresno a little bit here, but Fresno traditionally – plays well on the road against the spread. And I think this is a very large spread. So I, I, I'm leaning for this one here. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting game here. Uh, I, I do think it uh, sort of uh, – the thing I, I give a little bit of a handicap here is UCLA uh, coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare. They've had two weeks to get ready for this uh, Fresno State game. Uh, so it, it should be a, a little bit uh, interesting to see where UCLA – they've gotten suppressed now too, though. Yeah. Uh, everybody's sort of uh, picking them as their darling out of the back club. Uh, can they stand up to this Fresno State team? Uh, can this Fresno State team uh, – play uh, two good games uh, here in the Pac-12 in three weeks. So uh, played a good game versus Oregon. Now they have to go to UCLA, play another good game. I do think this uh, spread is a little bit high, uh, but I, I do think uh, there's possible a little bit of a Fresno State letdown in this one after a really bad one tough in the uh, Oregon game. Maybe this one doesn't – it sort of – Fresno State battles tough for that first half, and UCLA, uh, which it's shown that it was pulled away in that second half, much like that LSU game. So uh, yeah. I I'm really curious to see how this uh, game plays out, definitely. So, all right, we got through it. Uh, games of the week. Uh, hopefully next week 
maybe a little bit lighter slate, <laughs> but uh, we'll see how this week goes with a whole lot of entertaining games on the uh, slate. Let's get into our picks. Yeah, I let's got, get let's get through these. All right, I got sixteen picks on the day. What do you got? Well, I've got I've got two uh, for Friday, but I'm going to save that uh, for tomorrow's winning daily. Oh yeah. Uh, but for Saturday and one game Sunday, I have seventeen picks this week. So very very large slate. Like I said, there's a lot of action that I just couldn't stay away from. All right, I'll kick things off. Okay. Uh, I'm going UConn plus the thirty four versus Army. Uh, I, I feel like can UConn score a touchdown? I don't know. I, I think my wager is more on Army not scoring thirty four. Army not scoring thirty four. <laughs> I think Army gets this game over with quickly, and they can't quite get to thirty four. Maybe UConn can find a way to score, uh, but uh, I, I don't make my handicaps based on UConn scoring points. So uh, I, I think this is more. Uh, I don't think Army can get to the thirty five to shut this one out. So uh, I'm taking UConn plus thirty four. Let's go Huskies. Okay, my first pick, I'm going to take New Mexico plus 29 and a half at Texas A&M. Uh, Terry Wilson uh, does can throw the ball. He threw some last week. Uh, I, think, <gasps> I think this spread is a little too large, and they stay within 29 and a half. All right, uh, next up for me, right in the Purdue. I mentioned it. I'm going to take <laughs> Purdue on the seven. I'm going to trust my eyes from what I've seen this year and uh, take Purdue uh, to cover the seven points right here versus uh, Notre Dame. Uh, thinking they've been the better team so far this year. So Purdue plus seven. With my number two pick, I'm going to take Toledo to bounce back after a close, uh, tough loss uh, to Notre Dame. Uh, minus 14 and a half versus a bad Colorado State team. I just think Toledo offensively is going to come out. Uh, they're going to bounce back strong, and they're going to outscore Colorado State large here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to continue my stretch of taking Northeast powerhouses and ride the UMass train. Uh, plus 22 versus uh, Eastern Michigan here. Uh, mostly this is just uh, Eastern Michigan played St. Francis. Uh, not a good subdivision team. Uh, one career uh a conference title in their grasp, one career playoff uh, in St. Francis's. That wasn't a good subdivision team. That was 35 to seven, uh, that game in Eastern Michigan. Uh, I think this UMass team can cover that 22 point spread in UMass. Uh, I think Eastern Michigan has struggled you, you, to go there. You so. play with that fire of UMass for too long, you're gonna get burned. <laughs> no, I think they're, uh, this could be a sneaky upset special coming on Saturday. Maybe UMass first win in, uh, I don't know how long, but it's probably been a couple of years. So, but uh, UMass plus 22 here versus Eastern Michigan for me. Number three, I'm taking Cincinnati minus three and a half in Indiana. I think the spread's too small. Cincinnati's potential playoff team, they're going to dominate Indiana. I will continue my cauldron of great teams and ride Kansas. The Jayhawks plus 18 over Baylor. Uh, haven't liked the way Baylor has looked uh, so far this year. I think going to Kansas and uh, covering an 18-point spread little bit difficult for them to do from what I've seen so far. Uh, it wasn't pretty uh, for Kansas versus Coastal Carolina, but I thought they were a little spunky on offense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I kind of like that 18. So, uh, so far, Kansas, UMass, Purdue, and UConn. What could go wrong? <laughs> After that, I'm taking Colorado minus two uh, at home versus Minnesota. I just think without Ibrahim, this Minnesota team is completely different. Uh, Colorado defensively is going to dominate this game and get it done. 
All right, I will continue my great team uh, stretch here. Washington State uh, plus eight and a half uh, versus USC. They've at least won a, a couple uh, conference titles. <laughs> so uh, I don't feel quite as bad, but uh, Washington State plus eight and a half versus USC. I just think USC's probably packed it in. We're already talking transfer portal here. All right, I'm taking Auburn plus the six at Penn State. Uh, I don't know if they can quite pull up the upset, but I think it's going to be close, less than a touchdown game. I'm going to take Auburn in the points. All right. I'm going Duke. Plus two and a half. Uh, this is a sheet of winners here. Lots of wins on my one. Uh, Duke plus two and a half versus Northwestern. I think Duke's offense will be a little bit uh, too strong for Northwestern to keep up. So uh, I like to get two and a half at home here. Uh, next up, I really like Virginia. Plus nine, North Carolina. I'll probably take the money line on the upset. I just think Virginia has proven to be the better team so far. Love getting nine points. All right. Uh, next up for me, Ball State plus seven versus uh, Wyoming. Uh, Ball State's not played as well as I thought they would to start the year, but uh, I think their offense will come around here versus Wyoming. Didn't love Wyoming's defense uh, last week versus Northern Illinois. Uh, that was a seven-point game. And I, I think Ball State's better than Northern Illinois. Uh, and, and I checked the weather in Laramie, 72 degrees. So uh, we aren't in uh, danger territory of 20-degree uh, weather with huge winds. So uh, we're still safe. We're still in uh, summerish weather here in Laramie. So uh, I like the Ball State plus seven in that one. Uh, for my seventh pick, I'm taking Boise State minus the four and a half at home versus Oklahoma State. I just think uh, Oklahoma State does not have what it takes offensively to go into Boise and get a win. All right, next up, I mentioned it a little bit, definitely hinted at it, Georgia Southern versus Arkansas. I'm going under 52 and a half in this one. Uh, Georgia Southern hasn't really proven to be able to score points here. Yeah. Uh, both teams, heavy, heavy uh, run sets. I think this will be a, a quick game, uh, not uh, definitely a, a ton of points scored, low possession. So uh, 52 and a half uh, seems a tad too high. Going under on Georgia Southern and Arkansas. Uh, so for the big uh, Sunday night game, I've got San Jose State minus six and a half at Hawaii. I think uh, they're a much better team. They're going to go in and get the win. Well, we can agree on one here. I got San Jose State uh, minus the seven versus Hawaii here. Uh, Hawaii uh, has not played all that well. And uh, if you look at their schedule, uh, they've been traveling to the mainland uh, pretty much just as much as San Jose State has. Uh, San Jose State's actually coming off a bye here, so they've been able to uh, sort of uh, go down into Hawaii a couple of days earlier, uh, get acclimated, uh, and Hawaii's gone back and forth uh, for uh, all three games so far yeah. this year. So uh, I think it'll be a little bit more difficult for Hawaii here. I think San Jose State's uh, definitely the much better team. Uh, good to have that bye off that USC game. So uh, I like San Jose State as well, minus the seven. For my ninth pick, I'm taking Coastal Carolina minus the 13 and a half at Buffalo. I think they're going to dominate this game, easily win by more than two touchdowns. All right. Next up for me, I'm going to take it and go Arkansas State plus the 16 versus Washington. Uh, until Washington can prove they can uh, even score yeah. uh, that many points, I'm taking the plus on those teams. Uh, even if Arkansas State's uh, defense might be a little porous, uh, Washington's going to have to prove that they can score points on offense. So Arkansas State plus 16 for me. Uh, another blowout team I'm taking, I'm taking Marshall minus the 10 versus East Carolina. I really like this Marshall team. I think they're going to dominate. 
All right, uh, I got a combo package in the next game. I'm going under on the San Diego State-Utah game, 44 and a half. Uh, really do think this will be just a real, real uh, sloggy defensive battle. And then uh, I have San Diego State plus the nine as well in that one. Yeah, I, I also have San Diego State plus the nine. That's, uh, that's one I really like there. And I also have Northern Illinois plus 27. All right. Going into so, Michigan. Uh, I, I, my feelings on Northern Illinois have turned a little bit. I think they've performed well in their first two games, and I think they do enough to stay within 27 of Michigan. We'll see how Northern Illinois, if they can keep that streak alive. Uh, next up for me, I've been riding them all year long. We're going to continue riding them here. Charlotte getting plus four versus Georgia State. Georgia State been really, really poor on the year. Charlotte, Not nearly as good as we thought Georgia yeah, State was uh, And Charlotte has been really, really good on the year. So yeah. uh, if they're giving them points, uh, I'm going to take them until Charlotte proves me wrong. And uh, Charlotte plus the four versus Georgia State here. Uh, I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus three going into West Virginia. Uh, I was really big on this West Virginia team, but I'm surprised by Virginia Tech. I think they're going to get another big win. Yeah, uh, I'm going – Virginia plus the eight versus uh, North Carolina. And that one, we talked about that one. Um, you know, I, I just think Virginia's probably the better team. So them getting points, uh, bully to me. So uh, Virginia yeah. plus eight. All right. In the big SEC matchup, I'm going to take Alabama to roll minus 15 and a half. Oh, you're one of the ones going with the Bama. Yeah. Uh, as, as, I, well, I think Florida's the trendy pick this yeah, week. A lot of people have been jumping on Florida, but I, I think Bama's. Yeah, I definitely lean that destroy way. Florida. If it can get down to 14, I know where my money's going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've ridden them a couple weeks in a row as well. UNLV plus 31 and a half versus Iowa State. Uh, it, it's not been all that impressive, but they have managed to score points. Uh, so if you can score points in a spread that's over in the 30s, much like the Arizona State game, you usually can cover that. So if yeah. they can get to 15 to 20 points, uh, Iowa State has not proven anything so far this year. Especially uh, not offensive. Yeah, uh, to warrant a 31 and a half point spread. Uh, so I'm going to continue to ride UNLV plus 31 and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Nevada minus two going into Kansas State. Uh, hurts me to say this. I, I think I probably would have gone the other way if Skylar Thompson had been playing, but I think that's the that's the difference maker here. And Kansas State's just a different team without him in there. And Nevada offensively is going to take control of this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take BYU plus the four versus Arizona State. Uh, I think BYU continues its uh, pretty good play to start the year, uh, especially at home. Arizona State haven't gotten really a gauge uh, yet. First, a really big game uh, for them. So uh, my last pick on the day, BYU plus four versus Arizona State. Okay, I've got two left. Uh, I'm going to take San Diego State plus the nine uh, versus Utah. You had this as well. Uh, I think that's another no-brainer. I, I think this could be another money line upset yeah. pick in, in my place. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to take South Carolina to stay within that 32 at Georgia. Uh, not really been – Hugely impressed by this Georgia team. Not really been hugely impressed with South Carolina, but 32 is just too many. I think that'll be a fun TV2 game as you <laughs> try to grasp on as a, you watch the South Carolina quarterback play. Hey, just run clock. That's all they need to do. <laughs> All right. Is that all our picks? I, I believe that's uh no, actually, I, I forgot one. Oh yeah. Uh I'm I added this one on last minute. That's why I almost forgot it. But I'm gonna take Fresno State. Plus 11 and a half, my Bulldogs going into UCLA. I think their run game, uh, 
and and they're 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 good on the road against the spread uh, historically. So I think they're going to cover the eleven and a half. All right, that is all our. That's picks. all our picks, and that's all our show. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the action. Uh, we got our NFL uh, preview and pick show tomorrow. We got winning dailies coming out, so you can make sure to get all our bets. Be sure to watch Saturday's winning daily, uh, so you get my parlay picks. Uh, my money line picks, especially if I adjust any of these picks uh, from Thursday. Don't forget Sparky's picks. And don't forget uh, Sparky's picks as well. A lot of picks coming to you on Saturday. Don't want to miss that. Yep. Uh, so like and subscribe so you get all our picks, all our shows, and you don't miss a thing. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents football time.